Yeah. How how you feel about this season? <laughs> um, this season was I like the content, but the process was definitely the struggle. We're real, y'all know that. Um, this is the longest season. Yeah, probably. I feel like this is the longest ever taken us to actually do a season because we ended up taking a little random break <laughs> between um having a baby getting acclimated with the baby but now that he's four months and the fact that we've been in this season <laughs> that whole time is like jesus christ oh yeah it's crazy mm-hmm. i think you hear me mm-hmm. i'm like what is, is that dogs mm-hmm. either way anyway but yeah, no. Um, I love this season. I think it was. Um, I like the content, like I said. But <laughs> learning our new processes with like having two kids. But I think now, like we've figured out how to get them down at the same time, at least twice a day. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So I think we're finally kind of like in our rhythm and in our flow that would allow us to kind of um, be better next season. How'd you feel about it? Oh, you're already yawning. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I think. <laughs> You're already. We just started. No, I think this season was uh had really really good topics. Um, I think this was a learning season just for our new normal. Yeah, beyond the podcast. Yeah, beyond the podcast. Mm-hmm. So just being able to um put it all together, uh, it definitely was a learning curve. Still is. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got through it. We got we through did. another season. Yes, another season, season five. This is our last episode. But I am even... excited about season six because I think now that we've found a rhythm, we can kind of get back to how we were at the beginning. You know, it's not the... Right. Yeah. But it don't feel like it's been five seasons. No, that's actually pretty crazy. I think this is like episode... It's well over episode, like 50-something. Sheesh. Well... That's the questions that need answers. Yes, episode. questions that need answers where <laughs> we go into questions that we've either been asked um, in life, asked recently, asked via social media, or asked through the podcast where tonight we will answer, well, you'll be listening to this tomorrow <laughs> or Tuesday. <laughs> right. Questions that need answers. So here's our insight and our input and the things that we've learned and the things that we've gone through and navigating through at the same time and our thoughts in regards to those topics. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on everybody with your host Malcolm and Brittany Garrison and you're listening to let's talk about it. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right, so who wants to start? You want to start or do you want me to start? You can start. With the question. All right, I got the layup. I got the layup. So our first question is how do we handle conflicts and disagreements constructively uh, within marriage? That's a pretty good question, too. Explain constructively. <laughs> yeah, because I think, um, well, constructively in my head, I'm thinking like without without disregard of somebody else's feelings mm-hmm. and then without disrespect and, and fight, I think it's more so like how do we have mature Got you. Conversational disagreement, but uh, uh, yeah, when I when it says disagreements, I think how do we handle how do we handle disagreements maturely mm-hmm. um, within marriage? Because we already know 
it's very, very hard to communicate your point without getting offensive or being offensive. <laughs> getting yes. offended, you know, getting offended without, without being offensive. And I think for us, we we do, we already have a certain level of maturity that I think is like innate in us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we are, you know, kind of wise beyond our years. But I think we, um, we've learned each other enough to know like, when to pick certain yeah. things, you know what I'm saying? When to talk about certain things, when the, when the, um, when a disagreement is big, do we just go off right then and there, or do we allow time? Like, cause who, who are, are you, you still? Are you still the person that needs time, or am I? Have I become that? Because I know back in the day, you were like, I need time to think so I can have the right response. I think I still am. I think I still am um, a time person because I don't. Typically, if I say something that comes right to my head, it's terrible. It's you know terrible timing. It's terrible communication. It's just not good. Yeah, I think I think how we navigate disagreements as within our marriage and and to be constructive with those conversations is to give it time. Um, because I'm the kind of person when it comes to anybody, I try to be uh, over, and it could be. Uh, could be a toxic trait but to be overly (laughs) empathetic toward what the other person might have been feeling or thinking in that moment and not being so caught up in myself and my point and how I want you to feel but I do want you to understand me um and I think every time we end up at least recently every time we've had a disagreement it ends up in like some deep heart to heart that turns into a bunch of tears (laughs) and now we crying and you know what I'm saying like I don't think we've ever been like I don't think we've ever been like heavy yellers, like where we no. scream back and forth at each other. Like if we ever get to that point, like it was bad. I don't feel like we've done that since like college. Yes. Yeah, or maybe like before we got married. I don't even know what Hell, that was. We was arguing with. at our wedding rehearsal. <laughs> we was about what? I don't, who knows? I don't know what we were arguing about. I just remember my dad turning us around because we was going at it. Like, please argue I, this way so I nobody can see. Definitely you did not know that. That's crazy. <laughs> No, I mean, I think I'm I'm already naturally a calm person, so it does take a lot for me to get riled up, except for competition. But <laughs> Jesus Christ! Other than that, I don't I don't think it I don't think it takes uh, I think it takes too a, a lot for me to even go there anyway. So I would never kind of disrespect you in that way anyway because um I'm just a lot, a lot more self aware now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would more so I think we. We tried to hear from reading that book. What was that book called? Um, dang, what's that marriage book? Dang, I forget now. We did a pod on it too. We've done a pod on a lot of marriage books. I know. Oh, the communications. It was like something about communication. Yeah, something like that. But then we also got trained on like we know our personality types. Yeah. As well, and I think it's important to know your your significant other's personality type, yeah. so you do know how to communicate. So. Just for an example, if if uh, you're yellow, if your partner's a yellow. Explain the yellow to the people who don't know what a yellow is. Now, yellow, is that, that the same as spring? Yes. Spring type. So they kind of want to save the whales. They kind of have a softer, yeah. uh, a softness about them. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, have, coming with a more gentle approach is more approachable for them mm-hmm. and uh, a lot more receiving for them mm-hmm. um, than somebody that is a winter type. Right. Or we call a red. 
and <laughs> a winter type is myself. I am like the person that's like, get to the point. I literally, I hate small talk. Mm-hmm. Or let me not say I hate small talk. I hate when like there's something that needs to be said or wants to be said. And this is not even just an argument. This is in life. Like this grinds my gears is when somebody just won't get to why you're, why we're talking. Mm-hmm. If that makes, like, you know where uh, <laughs> talking in circles, things. Uh, how do I say this? Like, just yeah, say it. Like, I don't need it. you to butter it up and put a cute bow on it. Get to the point because <laughs> this is pissing me off more than probably what you even gonna say. Real talk, I hate that. Like, I tell people all the time. Like, you do not have to try to beautify what needs to be said based off of what you how you think I'm going to respond to it. Correct. And I think, like you said, self awareness has allowed me to navigate the proper response to things and I don't need to sit with things for days anymore but I do need to sit for a moment so that I can effectively articulate my response and if there's a position that I'm trying to take like I want the position to come across in a way where it's like I want you to hear me but I don't want it doesn't have to be you agreeing with said thing I think when I was younger everything was about yo you need to agree with my point like right. I said what I said and I don't exactly. understand why you don't agree with what I'm saying um, but I think like you said maturity and age just um, learning yourself and learning your communication styles like when we have disagreements like I really want you to understand especially if it's something in a, in a, in a state of like me feeling hurt or anything mm-hmm. like that like I want to express to you how said thing made me feel. It doesn't necessarily have to be about you agreeing or anything like that or like feeling how I felt, but I do want you to understand how it made me feel so that you can understand me. Mm-hmm. And and obviously typically those are the conversations where it's like, well, that's not my that wasn't my intent. That's not what I meant to say. I mean, that's not what I was meaning when I said it. It's like, yeah, just because that's not what you meant though, doesn't mean that that's not how it was received. And when you understand communication and like you study stuff like that, which I guess for us, because we've been in business, we've learned a lot more than and that we've been able to apply to our marriage. But I think when you study things like communication and the communication of people, it allows you to like understand is this a response moment or this is a receiving moment or am I wrong? You know what, even I, though I feel like I was right or that wasn't my intent was my intent or lack thereof something that could be evaluated to say it wasn't the best, right? you know, or the best approach. Yeah. So I think a biggest thing is like really approach for us and effective communication and being, you know, okay with it ain't always going to go your way too. I think we're okay with, Correct. that level of conversation of like this is not always going to be pretty or it's not always going to be you know i think we really call each other out on our shit basically mm-hmm. yeah i agree like i'm not trying to hold you down <laughs> hold you accountable right amen that's right so how can i maintain my individual identity within my marriage i feel like this is a very hard question because yes, we struggled we with that are one people no I, I just feel like we struggle in our 20s i think we struggle with having our own identities outside of each other was it outside of each other was it, or was it outside of a business that and it's that yes but i think we identified ourselves with it with the business so it was kind of like because we met each other at such an early age mm-hmm it's like you go through life together and you go through everything 
at that same time together, it is kind of hard to find like your own identity because you've kind of been wrapped up within this person this entire time, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think um, within your marriage, the question is like, how do you, how do you have a, how can you maintain? Yeah. Like be your own person. I think what I decided to do was figure out what did I want to do for me and not just what, um, what we had been doing, which just seemed familiar. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think soul searching is important in a way to maintain like your own identity, like figure out what, what do you like to do? Who you are? What is your triggers? What's not your trigger? You know what I'm saying? Like start to understand yourself a lot more by doing your own inner work. Yeah. I think that's very, very important. Um, and that's something I, you know, I really did have to do, especially um, when we left network marketing. Yeah. No, I think I look at individuality um, like I look at bank accounts, okay. right? Especially from a marital standpoint, there's a lot of people that don't believe in joint accounts, right? Right? Which they don't, and crazy. and well, let me not say joint accounts, but they don't believe in a melting pot of account, like our money, and then that money gets dispersed into multiple pots. Your account, my account, mm-hmm. joint, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I look at individuality as the same thing, like where there's a your account my account our account you know what i mean like there i feel like when you become married you do become that i mean you do become biblically one. you yeah. become one so part of it is like that's what's supposed to happen there's nobody that's inviting me somewhere that doesn't say Brittany and malcolm or malcolm and Brittany. like there's nobody that talks about unless it's a girl thing there's yeah. Ra- yeah. rarely is it just hey i just want to see you exactly you know what i'm saying like we are an entity together package deal we sure. are a package deal like and it should be weird when you see one without the other like i don't think that's a bad thing um but i feel like when you're talking about individuality it's like what are the things that you do outside of that person i think you lose yourself when you're yeah. you become so consumed with just you you know um but from the conception of our relationship we've always had separate things to do until we got in a business together we had always done our own thing correct you know what i mean correct um down to college like you'd be on the road for a game and i'd be at the studio you know with my friends making records you know mm-hmm. stuff that we wanted to do and so we've always had that individual thing i think it comes when there's so, where, where there's no ability to be separate yeah you know what i mean I like agree. we don't we love our time together but we love our time apart because we're always together correct and i think um i think couples need something that's recreational for that individual mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like basketball is that for me going to the gym is recreational it's something that i like to do mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that's that has nothing to do with you yeah but target has always been my identity. you know what i'm saying that's <laughs> always been part of me and you said target runs for you I'm a mom. <laughs> of course target is a mental health break for man me. what Anytime she get in the car, she, what's that mean? You got to join What? <laughs> that real you sent me that one time. What? What is that? Mom's like a... getting the car and, oh. and leave, the, leave the kids at the dad. <laughs> that was the funniest real I ever saw in my life because that was so real. Mommy loves you. Yeah, I just I just think couples, they need that own yes. something that's recreational for you. Yeah, like I feel like Whatever that's how you maintain your identity, even if it's in career. You know what I mean? Like, um, somehow, some way, we have found 
a new mounting pot and the same thing. But it's like <laughs> when we were talking about, remember that day we went to the mall to get cinnamons uh-huh. and we were talking and it was, we were talking about how we've become a financial entity um, as financial a, service, you know, yeah. a financial services um, house. Yeah. Um, and, but we're in two different versions of it, you know, like Correct. we operate in two different spaces, spaces of it, but it's the same um, umbrella under mm-hmm. the same umbrella. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, we can still operate in the same capacity, but we have different spaces where we thrive at mm-hmm. where we're able to, I think we really lost our identity individually when we had nothing to come to each other that was different like we couldn't have different conversations with each other because exactly. we were living together we are building the same business same business we're having the, the same, same day. way we're having the same day every day together right there's nothing to talk about yeah my problems is your problems you know what i'm saying like because you deal with the same stuff it's your yeah, yeah. <laughs> right and so i think for us it's like having those I mean, it's not a big difference, but it's enough of a difference for us to feel sure. the oh, individuality. Yeah. You know what I mean? You definitely go to two different yes. journeys. You two know what I'm totally saying? Totally different um, lanes. Um, but not just in career. Like, what do you do outside of that? Who do you who do you hang out with? You constantly are like, yeah, uh, the boys hit me out. We going to lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, This is because I ain't used to do that. <laughs> you didn't used to do that at all. But I love that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I just need more of it as well. Right. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's the scheduling. As an adult, though, it, do, it does get harder. No, it does. It does get harder. But, you know, I think the thing for me is like the mommy guilt because because you're with the kids so much because I work from home and the the time frame of my schedule where it's like, yeah. I don't feel bad if I ever even be like, no, don't go to the gym, nigga. No. <laughs> what? Just, just bring back some food. Okay. <laughs> for real like the mommy guilt and the wife guilt makes me feel that way like you need that mm-hmm. you know um but it's like it doesn't take away the fact from the fact that i haven't had it in forever you know what i mean like yeah, exactly but that's, that's why i mean thing. yeah when you asked me the other day like i I think you need that <laughs> man i need a few of them jumps you know what i'm saying shout out to galentine's with the girls i can't wait <laughs> hopefully we answered that somewhere in there right, All right so uh next question is pretty good too what steps should we take to protect our personal relationship while working closely together professionally it's kind of intertwined yeah um i think that happened for us when we implemented date night or like a a a cutoff period of business like we still struggle with that today where it's like what when do you cut it off when the heck do you cut off because here's the thing like in our in our experience we're we're like kind of like two startups so to speak right. so so imagine being a startup business and not just one but two right and kind of like three but you know right. what I'm saying? at the end of the day so it's like hard to find that time when you know when you know what it takes to win at a high level that's the problem and that's really the issue we deal with is that we know what it takes to to win at a high level and we know the level of focus and kind of hard work that you got to put in mm-hmm. at the early stages mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying to be able to kind of systemize yourself and automate yourself um throughout the process at the end not at the end but like you know in your journey so i think it is it is necessary to be intentional about spending time yeah and having um intimacy we, we talk a lot about you know intimacy ourselves we bring that up and it's and sometimes it's not uncomfortable conversations because we have them enough yeah but it can be uncomfortable for other people if they're not having enough conversations around being intimate. 
outside of physical outside of you know what i'm saying or it's simple like like i miss you like i yeah. miss who we we've i think we've had a lot more of that conversation since we had our second kid of like i just miss what i think what i miss the most is that we never got our chance to we were so focused on business in our 20s mm-hmm. that, that we, we started having yeah. kids yeah and it made it difficult for us to date each other which I don't regret it because obviously like it was a perfect building season, but it's like now we're back in a building season, but there are different, there are different um, stipulations with it that come with that. Um, And so being in your building, building season, I think, I think that's also to answer another avenue of that question. Another answer to that is you have to know what season you are in in life. Correct. Um, And, we're in a building season right now and we know that and we know what it takes and we know what building being in a building season means but we just have different uh a different situation and circumstance like you're not like we could go live through that me and you i know we could our marriage would survive a building season we've been there before multiple times but we got kids now you know what i'm saying and because we have kids it also means that we want our own time too to just be husband and wife to be boyfriend and girlfriend and all that stuff like that and i think those are i was talking to somebody else uh the other day and i think if i ever said if i ever had to say i had a regret Mm -hmm. in my life it will be what we didn't do in our 20s um and just being so solely focused on business that we never once celebrated the successes we were having by doing things for ourselves. Cool. You know, minus a little here and there. Oh, you go buy you a little Gucci bag or something like that. And it's like, yeah, no, we really needed a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We really needed um, more time to connect mm-hmm. with each other. I think that's kind of what you're getting at. It's like, mm-hmm. we, we kind of missed out on a lot of times that we could have connected. We had all the resources to do that. And we decided to. We didn't to, need nobody to watch our kids. And we didn't need nobody to watch our kids. And we decided to, you know, stay focused on um, other things. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We didn't really, you know, we were honest about that. We wasn't really focused on the marriage and building the marriage, per se, in our 20s, like mm-hmm. we are in our 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some of that comes with a level of maturity, um, self awareness, of course. I don't know. I mean, steps to protect it. I, I think there is. Um, there is an understanding of, like you said, what season is your marriage in? What season are are you in individually? Mm-hmm. Um, collectively as a couple, what season are y'all in? And then getting on the same page of, okay, this in this season, this is what I need from you. Mm-hmm. And this is what I need from you. You know what I'm saying? Getting on that page of, I need this, and or I may not need this right now, but I need you to be here in this area of my life. Right. And uh, I think we do... Um, do well at communicating that. Mm-hmm. And here's another tip. If you need to modify, modify that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we said at the beginning of this year, uh, we said in another podcast that we were in, because we were in this building season, we were willing to put our marriage, you know, kind of not necessarily on the back burner, but it's like we're prioritizing the foundation of this business in this building season that we're in. And it's like, because we've spent so much time not doing that, it's almost hard to even get back into that kind of mode. Like yeah. we're physically and um, mentally and emotionally invested into our businesses and developing them, but we're not even in that place anymore. Where we could not be us. You yeah. know what I mean? I think we've, 
we've been able to find new time just because we've been able to put the boys down at eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock every night. Exactly. And then we end up up till one in the morning because like we're, we're just talking and enjoying each other and, um, you know, just spending that time that we needed to get back. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think when you find that sweet spot, cut it off yeah cut it off the business the business will build i mean i don't feel like we have to be in a place your career, where your career your job yeah whatever all it is. of the yeah your career your job whatever it is that you have i don't think we have to be so locked in or i don't think you're not locked in just because you decide to spend that time like it doesn't make you less locked in because i decided to not work my ass off till 1 a.m in the morning because you know like, social, social media make you feel like you know if you're not doing something every hour of the day towards that Mm -hmm. towards your business or goal whatever is that you're not you know you're not doing enough you're not Mm -hmm. working hard enough stuff like that you're not locked in in, you know what i'm saying but people got kids people got significant others there's so much more things that make a life outside of what you do that is a fact you know and i think we know that now but it's like in, it's embedded in us to a point where like I said like we were like we're about to grind and go crazy first quarter it's yeah, gonna be it. all in and it's like and it's not not that like yeah, we not, work not crazy that. hours but that, that, that we be. have really been diligent like it was happening naturally though it wasn't happening like okay cut it off we're gonna cause I still do business sometimes at 9 10 at night you know what mm-hmm. I mean but it's also like alright but we're making it a point to connect every night now we've moved beyond like oh let's have a date night and I think we've had to because it's hard to get that one-on-one time because yeah, yeah. we do have kids so we've prioritized even just that those hours where we can just sit in the beat right i thought <laughs> I, I was like i wish it. i was a drinker but i'm not <laughs> you don't have to be a drinker for example. <laughs> i know i'm saying like because people you know they 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 wind down with wine and stuff like that i'm like hey, yeah, i got my cranberry juice i'm good a bottle <laughs> yeah like I haven't had a bottle in the crib in so long. Just yeah, look at that. That's good. Oh my That's good. It's coming back. Take it with a devil's nectar. That is so stupid. <laughs> I'm crying. But yeah, like I think we've just intentionalized and and prioritize that like that's something i look forward to um you know that's why i think season 6 is going to be you know i don't think this season was great but i think season 6 is like just another level is that a cry or a call call um you know i think season 6 is just going to be a sub- another level because it's like i feel like we're going into another level of the game of another level of intimacy another level of our relationship because there are things that are just naturally priority now mm-hmm. that in our 20s when we were building were not that's right i love that for us i do too what's the next did i read the last one no i just read that. oh you can read two back to back that's okay <laughs> No, I'm just saying. Um, Yeah, I think we kind of answered this other question: building, uh, maintaining healthy healthy work life balance while building a group. Yeah, Um, pitfalls. Yeah, we talked about the pitfalls to avoid when starting a business as a couple. I would say so. Some of the pitfalls to avoid when starting a business as a couple. No, because I do have an answer for that. What is that? Do not be in competition with your significant other. Oh, yeah. That's facts. Secret that's competition. Facts. That's I feel like I talked about this before in another episode before, but I think that's one of the pitfalls where it's like, I want to be better than you versus like, we are collaborating to build this together. Right. And people be acting like they don't be doing that job, but they right. do. They so do. I understand you're building a life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With that person, it's not, it's not a competition. Never. At all. Or it's not like, oh, 
because I've had moments of envy where I'm like, you know what you want to do, and I don't even know who I am. <laughs> like, how do you do this? And you know, but it's like um, taking lessons from that, or like being motivated. You're like one of my biggest motivators. Like, I love watching you work and the way that you you do what you do, and the way that you um, are so studious and like intentional about your work, and you're very, very particular about it, and you're very strategic and those things and those skill sets of how you really embody something when you start studying it and all that, like that motivates me or like um, how engrossed you get into it, how you master skill sets, like stuff mm-hmm. like that to me is like, yo, that is so fire. <laughs> I appreciate that, baby. Yeah. It's like, what are the strengths and what can you learn from those things or how do they, um, like you teach me a lot about sales too. You be like, you dropping the ball on that. Yeah, <laughs> and you dropping the ball on that. Like you just, you just walked away from the sale that way. <laughs> I don't. So what, what do you feel in that moment? Because I don't, I don't mean to be like. See, but I'm a student because of your level of sales. You know what I mean? Like obviously, I've done sales. You've done sales, but you. What's work crazy? I different. feel like I, but I feel like you're much better than me in sales. See, the thing, the difference is, I feel like. I, um, I'm a natural better. You're a taught yeah, better. Yeah, you're a natural better. I was, yeah, I was taught how to yes. how to do certain things. So I think in those so moments, just, but that's what it is. It's like, okay, that is still a strength of yours because you have a different level of technicality around that thing. Mm-hmm. So in those moments, I don't feel any way. I'm more so, I might feel a way. Let me not lie. <laughs> I might feel a way for real. But I'm also like in a student mode at the same time where it's like you have knowledge that I don't have or you have been taught strategies that I was never taught. I'm naturally good at being a salesperson. I know. Correct. that that's why I, I naturally consistently gravitate to sales to opportunities sales, yeah. i sell people a on fact. a lot of stuff i sell people on your, themselves <laughs> i sell people on why they need stuff i sell people why they don't Listen. you know i'm just i'm a salesperson you yeah, know what i'm saying absolutely. and so because of that it's in my nature but there are still some things just because you're naturally good at something doesn't mean that you cannot be taught it takes you learning the or mastering that skill set that you're, you have naturally yeah. it's like somebody who's naturally what do you call it like their body tone like they're naturally built athletic but that doesn't just because yeah. you look that way like you can really look like crazy if you like actually work out though yeah I th- yeah I, I just think for me i had such experience with people in customer service yes that i have a wealth of knowledge with that because i had to deal with Hundreds of thousands, you know what I'm saying? See, but the level of business that I'm in now is more that base versus what I did in my natural habitat of network marketing is like, it's more so dealing with people from a leadership perspective, not from a customer perspective. I never had to deal with a customer. Right. De-escalating people and all that other stuff. Like I had to do that face to face and that stuff it can be like because let's be real strenuous. some some something happens when you start making money as an entrepreneur right mm-hmm. where it's like i'm not taking no bullshit correct i'm not about to take you asking me a bunch of questions when you're not about to even do nothing like mm-hmm. that's crazy first of all right. i get it you know what i'm saying right. but when you're dealing with people and especially like the majority of my clientele being way older than me correct there's a level of empathy and brought down this but from a sales perspective of like you said like how do I assume the sale? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that you've taught me, like, 
mm, so you just walked away <laughs> like, <laughs> or you asked the question you asked and that, that as a question versus a statement or you didn't even offer like <laughs> you didn't even cross sell them you didn't offer them life insurance like oh my god and i'm like what do you mean no it was already yeah you know so i think when you learn the strengths and strengths is how do you look at that person's strengths and what can you learn from i mean do you feel like you learned from me I learned a lot from you daily. I think, see, you have, because you have this natural ability about you, things that seem hard to other people, which when you came into the insurance industry, your ability to connect with people, I was, I had to, it took me a long time to learn what you picked up first day. You know what I'm saying? Making people laugh. You know, having the, be open to you is not something that that came to me naturally and it comes naturally to you so seeing that i'm like okay she is a fast learner mm-hmm. for me I, I i like to learn but i don't like to learn fast i like to t- you know what i'm saying gradually take my time so you, you you're so quick with it and you can run with it mm-hmm. and it, and that being a, as an entrepreneur is admirable because you could do anything well and do it quickly you know what i'm saying that's the skill that most people don't possess and I tell you all the time, I'm like, you know, you like, you're like top top one percent of brokers. When it because I'm a fact person, I'm like, you know, you're a top one percent broker right now, and what you're doing in the industry. Am I really? When it comes to, maybe not top one, top ten, because mm-hmm. what most people brand new do mm-hmm. is not the numbers that you're doing, and I want you to understand that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, but that's like a, I mean. There's a level of imposter syndromeness when you start something, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm not that good. There's so much I don't know. And so because right. there's that level and those factors of the don't know ability or the things that are in the in the dark about or like you're still developing those skills and you're mastering something, especially in the new industry of insurance, insurance sales, Medicare, health insurance, all that stuff like that, because there's a constant learning curve. It just feels like you never know enough for me to feel like I'm that good. Where you've had to, you and and Marcus, um, a shout out to Marcus. He put me on, Um, (laughs) but you and Marcus have, cause like, that's not Brittany Garrison. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? like what did you eat like who is this and i'm like there's still a level of like newness where i feel like a freshman mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's, but it's that's just knowledge base but you're well i'm talking skill base you have skills that most people take so much time to master and learn mm-hmm. they come to you very very quickly and you can run with it and make money some people it's very hard to make money as an entrepreneur that's a fact you know what i'm saying but it's not hard for you and that's and and that is admirable you know what i'm saying it's not hard for you at all and people can learn from that i appreciate that you feel hard i wanted to be 10 million trillion dollars i know i know it's because yeah we'll be a millionaire in 10 days so it is what it is (laughs) millionaire in 10 days (laughs) do we have another one let's see there's so much entrepreneurial stuff on here i know right i didn't know that um yeah another one okay all right so what are some smart financial habits that uh, we can that we have developed that are helping us build wealth and achieve financial independence over time i would say some of the financial habits that one i think is really big 
I have felt, I have told Malcolm recently that I feel like I've turned into him. My ability to spend money, I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> like I actually have to be thinking before I buy stuff. Like, oh my God, what is this? That's so funny. For real, you know me as a, we did the money episode mm-hmm. where I talked about like I am a massive spender, but like as of recently, like it just does not feel the same because the goals are different. Like we want to buy a house, you mm-hmm. know, um, in the next year or two, whatever. And so it's like when you think about that, I'm like, ah, am I taking out of my, am I, am I taking out of the house? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, obviously no, there are it. different funds for everything, but it's like there's just a different focus on the money. But I do, I will say one of the things, um, and you'd be like, you're you're now the person that's like, you deserve this. Like, you need to go splurge on yourself. And I'm like, oh, me? Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's like we become opposite in that sense of like, yo, go. Yeah, Where I used to ask you like, why can't I spend this money? Right. I need that. <laughs> well, I need that money. <laughs> yeah. I'm crying. I'm crying. Um, financial habits, I think. Well, one thing we we've implemented at least this year is that you know, once a month at the end of the month we go we go through like revenue, profit, loss, all that stuff, and then um, see what what we're willing to save, what we can save mm-hmm. based on what's left. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one habit that somebody can implement. Um, that can yes, bookkeeping. Bookkeeping. You know, at the end of the day, part of you know, it just depends on on a couple, but somebody needs to learn some kind of skill set around money. Yeah. Um, it could be within um bookkeeping, taxes, uh shoot, I don't even know what what's something else. So like investing, you investing, know. Investing, yeah. But even with investing like um fully understanding the risk involved or, or your level of your risk tolerance. Like we've had those recent conversations as of like the last couple of weeks of like, okay, what are we willing to risk? What does that look like when it comes to, you know, continuously growing our income, growing our wealth, uh, putting money in different places to diversify? It's like, okay, what is our actual risk tolerance and what are we looking mm-hmm. to do? How are we looking to grow? Um, I think for us, because we were in a space where money was coming so fast that you get used to something in particular. Mm -hmm. And so it's also now based off of what you've learned from fast money as we're in like medium money, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, well, so it's like, how do we diversify quickly? What do we learn from that? Um, So I definitely think another one is like, you know, looking into life insurance and different ways to diversify income into investment accounts and all that stuff like that. Um, But one of the biggest things I will say was life insurance, because you do increase your overall net worth of value when Mm -hmm. you have something like that. You know why I know is because, you know, when I deal with customers and clientele that are on like Medicaid Mm -hmm. or Social Security, um, one of the questions that they always ask is, in regards to do you have life insurance policy if so how much is it because they deem that as income they deem that as if you're you're not as broke as you think you are if you got a life insurance policy no that's real you know what i'm saying you're not you're not where you are financially if you have some sense of life insurance especially if it's a life insurance policy that you could pull from yeah because i think you got to look at it as like as an entire umbrella in a a house of Mm -hmm. you know house of cards so to speak your, your financial house so yeah um having everything in place so and that's part of, you know, why, and people don't really know I've, I've been certified in taxes. So mm-hmm. I, part of that was to, one, understand it for us, mm-hmm. but also to um, create even more habits because 
anytime we pay ourselves, obviously we have we we have payroll and stuff that yeah. stuff like that. But anytime you got like an LLC and you taking a draw from your um your account, I'm telling her like immediately put twenty five percent of that to savings. You know what I'm saying for taxes. Mm-hmm. So it's like getting you gotta you just gotta do it. You know what I'm saying. Most yeah. people they'll say it, but you gotta actually do it mm-hmm. and um create create the habit because it's very hard to it's very hard to just um do something if you don't create it create the habit over and over and over again. Yes. And the other thing I would say is tithing. Tithing too. Tithing because, you know, at the end of the day, um, I think that's a faith move. Um, faith mm-hmm. in your finances and to say that I believe that God could do more with ninety percent than I could do with a hundred. Um, and trusting that. And I feel very confident and comfortable in knowing that weekly, um, you know, those tithes are always like, it's like saying, I appreciate what you've done, how you provide and the opportunities that you've afforded us that provide us income. Mm-hmm. And here's your piece back. You know what I'm saying? Like you got this, you, huh? Huh? Let me break you off a little bit, God. <laughs> and making sure that we're we're diligent in that because at the end of the day, um, the Bible says He loves a cheerful giver, and being happy about being able to do that, um, and being in a place where, like I said, you trust that God can do more in ex- enlarging your territory with the ninety than you can do with a hundred. Right. Um, because I feel like when we had a hundred in our hands, honestly, the fact that the fact that we've had the financial successes that we have had in our life um, to only be 31 and never pay his high. <laughs> it's like, what, oh, what does God see that as now? And us right. doing it like what shoot, this might be crazy. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. Like somebody has to take on the um, responsibility of being educated around this stuff. Like, yeah. you know, tithing, you know, fortunately it is also right off. You know oh, what I'm saying? Fast. So at the end of the day, <laughs> this man, listen, y'all. Since Malcolm has been studying this tax stuff, it's, it's there's the always real. a tax nugget in everything. He it's it's a financial nugget. It's not even just tax, it's a financial nugget because at the end of the day, you want to lower your income to maximize your return at the end right. of the day. So if if you're if you're looking to do that. These are ways you're gonna you're gonna get the money back. <laughs> is what I'm saying. So stop being worried about what the church is doing with your money. You're gonna get the money back, um, some kind of way. Um, it'll help you. But yeah, I mean, this is not a question, but I also must say, um, when they talk about intimacy and us growing together and cutting off, I think another area that we have grown in or that's helped us grow is being mindful of our time with God personally, but also mm-hmm. collectively, like even coming together um, on Sunday for the messages and, you know, stuff like that has been able to really help us um, develop, I think, a deeper level of intimacy together because mm-hmm. we're seeking God together. You were like, did you hear that? Did you, you hear Did you hear me? what he just said? You're talking to me, you're talking it's to you. Me. Talk, it's my life. Right? That's me. That's just what we was talking about. Oh, legit. All right. I got one for you because I think you're going to bless us here. <laughs> I, I want to know this. What are some things, uh, some strategies for balancing passion and profitability? <laughs> I think I'm going to bless you with this. Balancing passion and profitability. Um, see, it's, it's, it's a thin line i feel like mm-hmm. between passion and profitability most of the time most people's passions typically are aren't profitable profit- yeah typically aren't profitable um and i know it's very easy to feel like whatever i'm passionate about 
I should monetize. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's where I'm talking about recreation. Yeah. And that could be what your recreation is um, around some of your time away from your partner, away from your family or with your family and with your partner that can bring you, um, you know, a full life. So I think um, a lot of times we get that misconstrued is that, man, I'm so I'm passionate about this, but listen, I want you to look at the numbers <laughs> and tell me what is your chance of actually providing for yourself doing so mm-hmm. doing this. Now there is, there is exceptions to every rule. Yeah. But I think uh, it's very, very um, important to have that, that real conversation with yourself. Like, is my passion profitable? Mm-hmm. Um, am I good enough to get be profitable with it? Am I good enough to provide a life for myself um, by doing this and, and getting a monetary gain from it? Mm-hmm. If that answer is no, that's okay. That's not what you do to make money. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You don't do that to make money. You do that to make yourself happy yes. and to feel like a whole person. Bruh. I have realized that some of the things that I am skilled at creatively Mm -hmm. are the things that loathe me to charge for. Mm. Like it's some of the stuff that I have knowledge in when it comes to like social media um, and helping develop systems and stuff like that that people don't know how to utilize. Like I was just talking to one of my friends who's building a business and very, very successful. And I'm like, yo, you got to streamline. Like, yo, you're, you're having a lot of, intake that you're having to now do by yourself mm-hmm. you're doing it one by one by one yo let me show you how to set this up so that when this person puts in this keyword it sends them all this stuff blah, blah, blah. we put together this whole system and it's as if i literally work for them <laughs> <laughs> it literally felt like i work for them well, but not in the right. sense of like, like but it wasn't in a way like i'm saying it in a negative way like it's like i want to do this i want to help you i want to i, I love doing like I, it's a skill set i have it don't even take me no time to like exactly it's like it it's it's something that i'm passionate about something that i'm really really skilled at but right. it's never something that I want to monetize. And I just be like, yo, what is wrong with me? Because I'm, you know, people are always, when you're helping people in that space, mm-hmm. they're always like, yo, you can make so much money with this. Yo, you could be charging this, that. And I'm like, yeah, could be. But I literally have no desire to do it for that. And has exactly. social media put us in a place where we have to feel like we have to monetize everything. Exactly. Whatever yeah. I do has to bring me some bread like i can't do nothing for fun i can't do nothing because i just want to help somebody it has to always you bring me a check and um i i just i just feel like that's a social media social media has made us feel like yeah that too but social media has really made us feel like we cannot do anything unless it makes me money you know what i'm saying or like there's people who want to get into the social media game as an influencer because they want brands to pay them Mm-hmm. That's typically like when people talk about being influencers, that's what they mean. They don't mean I actually want to build a community. I want people to tr-. like that's what the brands are paying for. They're paying for the community you already built. Yeah. Before, you know what I'm saying? The they start paying. Yeah. Right. They're paying for the trust that these people already have in you. They're paying for your audience. They're paying right. for the people that you already connect with. That takes way longer to build than just saying, like, I want to be this person and this is what I want to do now. Cause I've tried it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And every time I tried it, it's inauthentic until I realized, like, the truth about Brittany is like, yo, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I work from home, um, you know, and I'm now trying to navigate being a 
a, a second time mom still maintaining and nourishing so my marriage can flourish mm-hmm. but also getting it back mm-hmm. so a lot of my content lately has just been a bunch of random stuff like <laughs> this is my stay at my work from home mom activity that i'm trying to do with my toddler today because <laughs> i have mom guilt about being <laughs> at home working that's real that's a real thing. That's a real thing. People go through that every day. Every day. But connection content marketing is something that's really, really huge. But why do we feel like the? I just need everybody to be calling me for this? Or I need, I don't, some of the things that I, I'm, I feel like I'm most skilled at outside of sales. Jesus Christ. All of what I just said just got caught up. <laughs> um, Most of the things that I'm skilled out. Okay. Skilled at. Outside of sales. Jesus Christ. <laughs> are the things that i don't be wanting to charge for yeah that's passion to I'm me hitting her up though like a million people hit her, then she's gonna have to charge well that's why i didn't say what it is yes but i'm no. definitely charging because i don't want to do it i'm right. trying to tell you like it has to be it's like the right person i feel like some of the things like people will like the god will lead you to the right people right. you know that that it makes sense to help in that capacity but like yeah like i just feel like man passion is passion that's real you know like i was going to the grammys last year to sing whether right, they paid me passion, or not that exactly i was like you gotta first go. of all i was gonna tell you you gotta go yes you gotta go like this is something that you talked about in college college you know what i'm saying like this is something and i get to I do with my best friends from college yeah i know you passionate about this like you gotta go you gotta go we gotta find a way to get you there you know what i'm saying whether it paid or not whether it paid going. or not it's a passion, but that is not what's been keeping you alive. You know okay. what I'm saying? Over the past umpteen years. Yes. So and, and I that's think, what we mean. You know? Yeah. That, I mean, but I think that's glorified entrepreneurship where people are trying to literally like, oh, I want to leave my job because I'm not, it doesn't make me feel good or this is not what I feel like I should be doing. It's like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Feelings don't last. Oh, hello? Because <laughs> you know? I can feelings feel like it last. today. I don't be feeling like it a lot. Yeah. You know, feelings but don't that's last. just not how life works <laughs> it really isn't adulting that's not yeah. how adulting but i works. do think there are instances where your passion does pay absolutely and, and you can become completely wealthy off of it but i, I agree. also feel like sometimes you also have to be are you willing to allow your passion to play out until it pays because there's some people, stuff like podcasting is like i love podcasting but it don't pay the bills right now no. so unfortunately sometimes that means we fall off a little bit <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> it means sometimes i can't do this and that and the third because right. there's nobody calling us right now mm-hmm. yet you know what i'm saying for ad space that's paying us twenty thousand to where i get okay cool i can pay all my living expenses for the right, month right, right. <laughs> off of one deal eventually i believe it will be there yeah. i believe that it will do all that stuff like that but are you willing to do 60 plus episodes but with none of that absolutely and a for, lot of yeah. people aren't are willing to it's like you go from pastor talked about this on sunday he said the bible talks about seed time and harvest and people want to skip time Correct. and they just want to go seed and harvest so just because i started it today it's supposed to bloom tomorrow and that's just not realistic like yo we have been podcasting for over a year yeah we're going into year we are on year two in april it's crazy in two months we have been podcasting for two years damn that's crazy two years that's crazy are you willing to are you willing to go can you stand the rain can you stand yeah for your passion if if it's it's, that if you you love it that much listen if you love it that much and and that's where you gotta assess your life or who's in your life and what's around you like can you afford to do that? Can somebody hold you down long enough to do to for you to follow your passion? All these things um, do play a part. Yes, because so, figuring my life so out, be smart. you held me down. Yeah, be smart. Same, same. 
All right, that's a whole episode in itself. Hold yeah, me gonna, down. Yeah, it's gonna be a whole episode. Just write that down. Hold me down. Hold, Hold me, me down. Do we have time for one more? Yeah, we got time for one more. All right. Last one. Um, what are some effective ways to maintain and nurture existing friendships amidst busy schedules and life transitions? Pretty intricate. I think some of the ways to maintain adult friendships mm-hmm. is understanding. Yeah. Because niggas don't be meaning to not show up. Yeah. Don't be meaning to not can't to cancel. But like literally there are places where we wish we could have been in the last two weeks alone. Mm -hmm. Our kids are sick. Yeah. So sorry. My kids are sick. That's all I got. I can't I, I can't. I need right now in this season of my life, I need low maintenance friends. I've always needed that. I've always been that. And I've always been that. I was, here's the thing. I've always been that. So I'm not expecting anything, you know, because I know people have their own lives. Yes. And their life don't revolve around mine. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And you have people have to get to that point, that understanding of the world don't revolve around you. People's schedules don't revolve around you. And people have their own lives. People, it's, life is long. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so give it time. Maybe, maybe one day they'll be more available, mm-hmm. but in this season, they like uh, of their life. They may not be that much available to you mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Um, yeah, I need that. I need, I need a low man. Yeah. No, the biggest thing right that you said was that, like I said, the level of understanding, because it's not always for a reason that has to do with you. And I yeah, think sometimes absolutely. when it comes to being friends, I've been that person where it's like, I take it. I took everything so personally when it came to friends. Mm. Um, yeah, I agree. Because I, I felt I like that. I'm such a great, when people call on me, I always <laughs> show up. You can expect to see me. If you throwing something, opening something, celebrating something, what I would always be there. And at a point in time in my life, I used to feel like, yo, people don't show up for me the way I show up for them. Yeah, in the same capacity. And that's okay because that might not be that. Like, that might just be my role in your life, you know? There may be people that expect people to show up, and I'm the one that shows up. And not that that's a bad thing, but I'm saying, like, they know that they can count on that from me. Right. Unless there's something literally why. If you don't see me at Malcolm Brittany, there has to be a reason why. Come because on. we typically are those people that, that do our best to show up when we are invited places or doing things. But um I think the biggest thing is just understanding because it's never personal. Correct. Unless it is. But for, for us at least, it's not personal. It's yeah, really it just like, is. yo, there's so me. much going on or like um there are just other priorities. And like you said, like people's lives don't revolve around you. Um, they don't revolve around my, around my family. They don't revolve around what the hell is happening. <laughs> we in this episode ASAP because what is going on? I can't even talk. I can't even talk. <laughs> I need that money. <laughs> Yo, that clip gotta keep playing. That is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll, we'll, we'll tell the joke why. <laughs> that joke is funny. But I'm saying, like, <sighs> nobody's life revolves around the other. No, not at all. So, Just don't take it. We learned that in uh, in our 20s, though, like, to not take anything personally. Before then, it was probably a struggle for you. I remember, oh, you know, it was, it was, a, it was very, it was, yeah, it was rough. And I was like, I just don't understand, like, why do you why do you, feel, why do you care? <laughs> and I used to be like, because you're a terrible friend. Right. She's like, yeah, I'm like, well, I just, here's the thing. 
anytime I hear, anytime I call somebody, it's like we never, it's like we talked every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe that's my gift, but I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can meet somebody there and, see, and we can talk like we I've known them forever. Don't know you. Who is that? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But either way, even if it's a friend, I can call a friend I haven't spoke to in a year, and we can talk like we've been talking every day for a year. I don't take I don't take it personally if they hit me up. I don't care. Yes, I think the hit up thing is different. Like you know what I'm saying. And I've even had to tell some of my friends too. Like yo, it sounds harsh to say I don't expect anything from you. <laughs> it sounds harsh to say, but hear hear me out. Yeah. Okay. I don't expect anything from you because when there are no expectations, like it's like I understand that you got kids too. I understand that you got your own husband and you got a job and you got all this. So if you don't answer my call or if we can't hang out right now or if you didn't this mm-hmm. or that. Now, mine is my birthday. I think that's the only thing I'm very, I'm a very stickler about. Like, don't forget my birthday. <laughs> yeah, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like outside of that, though, like. Anything else to me is like free game. And like, I've literally told people like, yo, you good. Like I literally don't Mm -hmm. care. Mm -hmm. I don't expect anything. You do not have to meet any standards and we're not going to be less friends because you can't. I want you to understand that. It sounds harsh to say, but you good. Like I promise you, I'm not saying this sarcastically. And I think in today's world, it's like, no, you cool. I think if if we were ever not good, we would communicate that. Yeah. Like nigga, you good. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I didn't talk to my best friend all last week. Literally, and we talked on Sunday, and it was wild how we talked because I literally got in the car. And was like, I need to call her on my way home because this is my time that I'll be able to talk to her. And in the same minute of that thought, she was calling me. It was like I haven't talked to you all week. Yeah, that's that. That's that. Twin that weird telepathic, but yeah. <laughs> no, literally, I said it. I was like, that was crazy. I literally just had a whole conversation with myself by calling you. <laughs> crazy. But I'm saying like, but we didn't feel no way like. Nigga, so we got beef. You like you? you so we got me. beef. Like, it's hilarious. Like, no, it wasn't nothing like that. It was like, bro. First of all, I've been trying to not be on my sick bed all week with right. these crazy kids. You know what I'm saying? And we both understood that. You catch up and you keep it pushing. Yeah. So, this has been another one, another episode, another season. The season, oh another God. season, season wrap up. Yes. Nah, uh, definitely dope season. Definitely dope conversations. Dope guests. That we have Alex is funny as hell. As hell, we'll probably <laughs> have him back often. <laughs> right, because he's crazy. He's he has living a lot our more life. to say. We're living life together. Right, you know. So, um, oh, and with the friends thing too, like whoever cooks in the friend group, that's your way to keep everybody together. That's funny. That's real though. Think about it. Our friends that cook, we always are with. <laughs> <laughs> you ever want to see us? Call us and tell us you're cooking dinner. Don't cry. Dead ass. Dead ass. But yeah, this has been another episode of the So Let's Talk About a Podcast. I am your co host, Brittany. And I'm Malcolm. And you can follow me. <laughs> I forgot what to say. Please. And you can follow me at Brittany Denell. And you can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscore scares. And you can follow the show at So Let's Talk About a Podcast. And uh, if you're listening on Apple Music, make sure that you rate and review if you're watching, possibly on the YouTube. <laughs> Right. You don't know what's going to drop. Make sure you subscribe and like and let the algorithm know that you love us. And um, we look forward to seeing y'all on season six of the Summer Talk About a Pod. Peace. Peace.